1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And I want to know, do you call your cat a spoiled brat? (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to this podcast, you're probably a much better cat parent than most people. And you probably do spoil your cat. I mean, we have a spoiled brat cat. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk specifically Does spoiling your cat make him a brat? And of course, Dewey is here, my handsome husband and co-host Dewey Vaughn, to talk with us about that today. Hi, Dewey.
2: Hello, my beautiful wife, and hello to all of you out there in the big cat world. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good conversation to have. (laughs) All right, spoiled brats. You know, I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I can say that a lot about our kitty. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I think we have to spoil, uh, we have to define what spoiled means first, right? What does that really mean to you?
1: Well, I'm actually interested in your definition and perspective before I share what I'm thinking about it. What does spoiled mean to you?
2: That's a, that's a. I'm I'm glad you kind of turned that around because you know the way that I would define spoilt as, P I C O, Pico. Yeah,
0: but our I mean, kitty, like
2: <laughs> our kitty is so spoiled that uh, no matter what, who whoever comes over here to see him first of all says this cat is the king of everything i am married to the queen of everything and so <laughs> the pico is the king of everything here
1: yeah and that makes him spoiled
2: just because he's like in charge no no i'm trying to think of, I, there's so many spoiled items so i'm trying to think of one that just kind of comes to the top of my head that he's so spoiled at. i think the most recent is that he goes outside his catio, and we used to be able to just kind of call him in or shake a little treat bag by the door and he would come in. Well, it's gotten to the point where he's been staying out in his catio a lot and we'd like for him to come in at night. So during that time, trying to figure out how to get him to come in has been challenging. And so we started opening up a window, uh, looking outside to make sure he was out there and he was okay and we could um, then in turn try to get him in inside the house. So then we started doing little treats outside that window. And now the cat won't even come through the door. It's got to come through the window.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we took the screen off that window a long time ago for, for that reason. Cause he wanted to It was more fun, I think to do it that way. But you know, you bring up a good point because so, you know, Webster defines spoiled as either being treated too leniently, meaning I let you get away with everything, or indulgently, like we indulge you in everything you want. I'm not sure there's a whole big lot of difference between that, but but are you saying that you think we let Pico get away with anything?
2: Well, I mean, we are talking about cats and not kids here, but <laughs> I mean, I would say, <laughs> you know, I don't know how you punish the cat as you would like a kid that's doing something. But I know that, you know, if he wants to go outside, we try to find a way to get him, let him go outside. But when we say go outside, we're not talking about just opening the door, let him go out. He has to go out on a harness and then we have to put him outside in a safe place let him have his outside time and then let him come back in and he's always at that door and he knows exactly how to come over and he head bumps bumps us kind of a standing head bump and then he goes over to the door like come on follow me i want you to do this i want you to do that
1: <laughs> so, so he's always bossy right so being oh, bossy well, is that spoiled is
2: well in the house yeah that's probably right
1: right he's <laughs> What do you mean that fits well in the house? What are you saying? What are you
2: I'm just say saying that? the cats around here are all bossy.
1: <laughs> I and I, and I tend to think that when people say their cat spoiled, it means probably means that they treat them indulgently, right? They give them lots of toys and scratching posts and beds and clean litter boxes and things they want, you know, and and of course, I'd say
2: we do that for Pico. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I wouldn't call that spoil. I think that's his regular taking care of them. I think what's probably spoiling, like for me, he comes into my office and he bothers me right in the middle of meetings and things like that. So I have to let him out. So but he's always at the door right after that and he's banging on the door, and the door's banging a little bit, and he's rubbing up against it, which bangs the door, and then when I get off the call, in order to kind of um, open the door, let him in, and pet him, and, and give him some time, he's not happy with that. What he's happy with is for me to go in there and find the treats and toss them for him, so I have to stop what I'm doing and I've got to go find the treats and I've got to go toss them for him.
1: And does that make him spoiled?
2: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> or very smart. I don't know. Whichever it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think somebody's, uh, I think our grandson said something earlier, looked at his little uh, treat puzzle, Pico's treat puzzle and he was surprised to find that all of the treats were gone in the puzzle. And he was like, boy, you are a smart cat. <laughs>
1: <And> those <laughs> treats were gone before our car ever left the driveway this morning. <laughs> I
2: know. He is a smart cat. He really, So, and, and that's right. I mean, uh, maybe there's some sort of fine line between smart and spoiled and um, all that. But I don't know that we really indulge a lot. I mean. What? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I get it depends on the definition. Mm. What is your definition of that?
1: Of indulging him?
2: Yeah.
1: And that means giving him anything he wants. I think you just painted a perfect picture of giving him what he wants. <laughs> you know, he comes in there, he has you very well trained. Now, this is where I think we get into the brat area, right? He's a spoiled, rotten brat. That That's kind of what, you know. So what makes him a spoiled, rotten brat? When well, he comes in there and he bangs on your door or he bites you or messes with you. And what do you do? You get up and you give him a treat. That's called reinforcing bad behavior. <laughs> so yeah. he's actually teaching you, you know, here's all I got to do to get a treat. I do all these things and daddy gets up. And gives me a treat. So I'm going to do more of that. If you ignored it, he would do less of it.
2: You know, I think that's why I saw him with the hula hoop earlier. He was wanting me to jump through it. <laughs> right. He <laughs> was training me. I He's get like, it now, come on, Daddy. Here's I a shrimp. Now, jump yeah. through the jump hula hoop. The soup and oh, when you're done, bring me a treat. <laughs> so, what is it that he does that makes you call him a brat?
1: Oh, well, he does a lot of the same things. You know, I I posted a little video of him the other day to, uh, to Instagram. He gets on my desk every morning and he stares at me. And he does this cute little cocking of his head. And I turn my head and he turns his head. And then if I don't do anything, he reaches out with his paw and he touches my nose. And, you know, and I'm trying to work. But I particularly got a desk with a rollout you know, keyboard so that it's under the desk. So he's not on my keyboard, but he's like right on my desk in my face. And if I don't pay attention, he will bite me. I mean, he'll bite my shoulder, right? And and then of course, if I pull out treats and I do treat toss like you, well, then, you know, then he goes away. But, <laughs> you know, and- it's like, you know, and and, and so... I guess too let's look at the definition of brat you know the, the Webster defines brat as an ill-mannered annoying child and I think what we're seeing are attention seeking behaviors right cuz he's and and we indulge that cuz he comes up and he goes I'm going to bite you and then I respond and so he's like okay tomorrow morning when I want your attention I'm going to come bite you again cuz it worked yesterday and every time I pay attention to it and, you know, and indulge that, then he's going to do more of it. So, you know, we're talking about spoiled brat and attention seeking behaviors. And, and I think, you know, if we turn this around and talk to, to to this about kids, you know, same kind of thing. I've always said that, you know, cats are got the intelligence of about a three year old, two or three year old. And you've seen kids when they get their terrible twos. Mom takes the kid to the restaurant with five of her girlfriends. He's the only kid. He's bored to tears. Nobody's paying attention to him. And he starts shrieking, right? Shrieking, throwing food, doing stuff like that. Why? Because mom will pay attention to him. And it doesn't matter if it's bad attention, if she slaps his hand or says, stop it or be quiet, you know. He, then he just starts crying and she pays even more attention to him. So it, it's kind of like that. Those are attention-seeking behaviors. And I, I think
2: that's might be a lot of what we're talking about. Well, and and I get that. And so do you think this attention-seeking behavior is because we indulge him with lots of stuff? Is that really how it works with cats?
1: Well, I think... It, it, let's talk about indulging for a minute. I think that indulging a cat or or any species, an animal in, in that case, in the things that allow them to express their natural behaviors makes them more intelligent. Like Like you said, for instance, the treat puzzles we were talking about earlier. You know, we were leaving. He kind of gets a little bit of separation anxiety. So I put some treats in a treat puzzle. And not only does that keep him busy while we're gone, but it also simulates a bit of that that hunting sequence. Mm-hmm. So you know he gets some of that while we're gone. He gets some entertainment and that. And it, but it also teaches them to to figure things out. So yeah, I guess if we're indulging a cat in behaviors that or or things that allow them to express their natural behaviors, it is going to make them smarter and maybe making them smarter, I don't know. Yeah. So
2: I don't so, know. And and attention seeking behavior happens when an animal is more intelligent? Is that are we saying that?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think so because you know they they have to pay attention to cause and effect in order for an animal to know that this behavior gets this reaction, they got to be smart enough to pay attention to that, right? Cause and effect. And Mm -hmm. I've always said that cats are masters at understanding what causes a reaction from us and repeating it just like you, right? He goes in and he bites your legs or bangs at your door. You get up, you do treat toss. Well, he's got that figured out. Okay, that's how I get daddy to get up and do treat toss. What do I do with mom? I go in there and I I touch her nose with my paw a hundred times until she gets annoyed with it. And then she gets the treats out and tosses it. He's pretty much got it figured out, right? And and this is why when we're trying to change behaviors, I always say we have to ignore the ones we don't want, right? Those annoying behaviors like meowing and going on it. 3 a.m. in the morning. Well, you can't stop that unless you ignore it because you can't punish a cat. That doesn't work. That, that just doesn't work. So any any behavior we pay attention to, they do more of. Any behavior we ignore tends to fade.
2: So I'm not sure the two things are related, right? Because spoiling him with all the good things that allow him to do his natural behaviors like we talked about and his keen awareness of, what makes you respond doesn't seem to be linked to me. Those two just, I mean, they shouldn't be linked. Maybe they are. I don't know. But it, it seems like they're not quite the same.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, that's why we're just discussing it today. Because I think, I think it's related. If the cat comes up and paws at you, and you get up and you give it a treat, I don't know. I was going to say that's spoiling it. But when the pawing at you becomes annoying, then you begin to think of him as a brat, right? So if he comes up and he paws at you and you get up and you do treat toss, that is spoiling him. I guess maybe if you just get up and treat toss all day long, that's really spoiling him. But then he begins to figure out as soon as you stop paying attention to him, how do I get that person to pay attention to me? And then when they do that, then we tend to think of them as being bratty. I mean, you know, because that's kind of why I go, Pico, you're a brat. You're a spoiled brat because, you know, you get whatever you want when you want it because you know how to control
2: us, basically.
1: <laughs> right? So I do kind of think they're related.
2: Well, you know, and I have to say that I don't have that nearly the experience of everything that you're referring to as it relates to cats. Um, but I do know that he is um, very much aware of a lot of things. And does he use that to get my attention? Absolutely. I mean, it's like um, when you're gone, because he loves to hang out with you mostly, but when you're gone, he comes in here and he's rubbing all over my legs. And then eventually he starts scratching on my leg and he'll nip at my leg and you know, uh, I have to get up and try to go figure out what to do. Like I said, if I can't figure out what to do, I try to shut the door. He bangs the door. I go get the treats. I toss him around. But then other times I'm trying not to be trained and I, <laughs> I kind of put him up on the couch and I, I go, OK, you lay down right here, you know, sleep right here. And and I would look in his eyes, and I would go, "You're sleepy. You're getting sleepy." <laughs> and the next thing you know, I wake up ten minutes later. So I don't know <laughs> if that did that's his voodoo or my voodoo, but it didn't. It did it backfired on me.
1: And then so, does he still nip at your legs? I mean, like I see him do it at night. We'll be, you know, when it gets close to his his late night feeding, and if we're still sitting out there watching a movie or something at the at the table. He'll come up and rub against your legs and then start nipping at you because he will, because it's time to eat. Well, clearly he knows it works, you know? So, you know, obviously at some time or another, you had to respond to that to make him keep doing it.
2: You know, sometimes, uh, yeah, I mean, just like him teaching me how to fall asleep. I mean, he does it very well. I mean, that's <laughs> it's amazing. And then, and then I turn around and I look on my computer and he's typed a bunch of emails that shouldn't be.
1: Right, right. He's like ordering <laughs> all kinds of treats off of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, he's like,
2: I got your treats coming.
0: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. You know, sometimes when they're doing that attention seeking behavior too, it's, it's not even just getting up and getting a treat. Sometimes it's just getting you to look away from your computer and at him is all he wants. You know, he'll sit here and do some annoying stuff with me. And sometimes if I just stop and I look over and I go, yes, you're adorable. I love you. And I let him rub against my hand then you know, that's good. And then he, and then he goes away, but you know, he, he is an only cat and the, and this is, this is a problem because only cats get bored. I mean, what's he supposed to do all day long? We're his playmates, and you know we got work to do. And this is why we need another cat.
2: No, no.
1: Yes, I, yes.
2: Sleeping all the time. If this cat taught the other cat how to sit here and stare me down to the point that I go to sleep, I think I would be sleeping all the time if I had two of them doing it.
1: No, if we had two, they'd be off entertaining each other.
2: What'd I find that, that? believe. <laughs> so you think when a cat has buddies, they are less bratty? Is that what you're trying to? Tell me? I I do think that boredom, in all seriousness,
1: plays a plays a big role in bratty behaviors. I really do. You know, cats require a lot more entertainment than you know than we think they do. And when we keep them indoors. We have to provide that entertainment. And when we don't, they do bratty behaviors to get our attention.
2: So, if I'm hearing you right, you're recommending to people, get another cat, and if they only have one, then they would have two, and together, the two cats could then, in turn, play together and be less bratty, be less spoiled. Or... Mm -hmm. They let their cat outdoors for entertainment to stop bratty behavior. I'm liking that one.
1: <laughs> Just open the door, let him out. Go on, <laughs> dude. Go, go. Go entertain yourself. Yeah, yeah. he would. Come, need come pe- back when you're ready to go to sleep. Yeah, they need to be coyote lunch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I do think a, a second cat helps. I really do. But, you know, Pico's three. And there's introduction challenges. I You know, I I do think multiple cats are okay. And, you know, I'm always saying that cats have evolved as a solitary species and and all of that. But, you know, truth be told, cats need a lot of attention. And when you work full time, it's hard to give them the attention they need without them, you know, getting bored and, and doing bratty behaviors. And so, yeah, I think getting a second cat helps. But be sure you introduce the two of them properly so you don't ruin your relationship with your cat. It, better yet, I mean, obviously, you need to get siblings, little kittens as as kittens, or adopt two that already know each other from a shelter. And yeah, we'd have a whole lot less of this bratty behavior if we had you to just let me get that blind kitten I wanted to go with him.
2: That's then for we sure. Wouldn't, I would, right? That cat wouldn't be putting me to sleep, for sure. I agree. <laughs> okay. We, I, think, I, I think you're right.
1: We would not be going through this much stuff if we had, you know, two cats to keep each other company. But, you know, that's not always a good answer, especially if they're an adult cat. And and no, we can't just open up the door and let him outside. But, you know, he has a catio and he does when he gets bored and I ignore him. He does go out in the catio and play out there. You can't build a catio big enough for a cat. And, you know, ours was pretty good size. but. We need a bigger one, you know, and, and of course, take him on walks. There was harness and leash on and let him walk you around. He loves to do that and put him in the backpack. When we had fun with that the other day, you know, we put him in the backpack and went on a hike. That was cool. Take him on a walk in the stroller. That's always good too. And of course, pray play, you know, we talk about that all the time, grab the wand toy and, get him distracted a little bit, get his attention to that. And then, yeah, treat toss, man, we've been talking about that. And that is clearly, you figured that out because it solves a couple things It wears him out and it gets him what he wants. And we have per sticks. I love the Vitacraft purse sticks for that. So yeah, we're all guilty of that. I keep them in my office drawer here. And when he starts getting too annoying, I just take them out and toss them and Course, that's just reinforcing that annoying behavior. So, yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> all so that, all that sounds like just spoils, just straight up spoiling to me. I, I just, so if you stop spoiling them more, then they'll stop being bratty, right?
1: Maybe, maybe, or maybe they'll get even more bratty because you've already exposed them to all those cool things they love and they want more of it, right? You know? I mean, really, a cat, if a cat had a perfect world, you would entertain it all day long, except for the sixteen hours at naps, of course, right? <laughs> you, you would you would just entertain it all day long. You'd take it on walks, you'd take it hiking, you'd put it, you know, you'd play treat toss, we'd do prey, play. You know, I mean, uh, it, it learn tricks. You know, Pico's smart. so he he loves clicker training. You know, we we're talking about jumping through the hoop. He loves to jump through the hoop and over my arm and do high fives and loves to learn new behaviors. So, yeah, if I didn't have anything else to do, I, I could just be with him all day long, and he would be so happy. And yeah, I guess that would be spoiling him because that would be indulging him in things that are actually, kind of helping him do his natural behaviors, right? But, I mean, is that I didn't have children, right? So you've had kids, and how did that work with them? I mean, you spoiled, you clearly spoiled your kids, by the way, and I'm not saying they're brats by any means, but um, how do you manage that with your kids? How do you spoil them but not overindulge them to where they become bratty?
2: Well, again, it goes back to everyone's definition of what's spoiled and what's not. Some people come in and go, oh, my God, you do that. That's spoiling them, you know, or, you know, other people go in. Well, you don't do enough to spoil your cat. So it depends on that definition. But I can say from my experience that, um, you know, giving them their basic needs and my spoiledness probably was misinterpreted. Because I wanted to get outside and go do stuff with my kids. And and being a single parent for so long, I had to be creative in what I did. So going to the lake, you know, finding places for them to go and play and do that they want to go. And I can get outside and I can just enjoy an outside time or sit at home and just watch them watch TV uh, was not something I always wanted to do. So I really think... It goes back to, you know, what your definition of sport was and you read it out of the dictionary there, but I would say that, you know, I I never thought that I spoiled them in any way. I think they all turned out pretty well. And I mean they've got their own day-to-day uh obstacles, but they're making it through it. So if we say that about kitties, our cat is making it day-to-day with everything he needs. Were your kids brats? Uh yes, they were brats. Yeah. They were brats. <laughs> so, it's, right. That's
1: probably because you indulged them, right? Because they got what they wanted when they wanted.
2: But you yeah. know, they're like I mean, I like, see them
1: I see them working you today like the cat does. So I I think that's true. So I, I think I think all species probably learn to get what they want, you know, by finding which buttons to push and, you know, and, and how to do that. It's funny when you think about that in a cat though, you know, you think you go through that with kids and then you think, how in the heck is my cat smart enough to figure that stuff out too? (laughs) So I wouldn't want people, I wouldn't want people to not spoil their cat in, because I think providing a cat with, ample resources, I mean, ample things to to allow it to do its natural behaviors, climbing, scratching, figuring stuff out, hunting, you know, all those things that are natural to a cat, it's got to be able to do it, sleeping in sunny spots, you know, getting to go, you know, chase treats and eat meals and quality food and all the things that we go, gosh, that's the most spoiled cat on the planet. I mean, I think, I think they should have all those things. I really do. I think the bratty part comes with the learned behavior because if we spoiled Pico on a clock and said, okay, it's noon. Now I get up and we do treat toss at noon every day, then he might not bother us at 10 a.m. for treat toss because he'll know, nope, you got to wait till noon. And if we ignored all of those attention seeking behaviors that we kind of tend to make him out as being bratty by doing those I don't think the two are related that's gonna be that's gonna be my conclusion I really don't I think spoiling them is great and you should do it and if you give in to their attention seeking behaviors that's what's making them a brat. What about you? uh
2: you know what it could very well be I mean I think I've always struggled with this a lot, so I've, you know, the whole spoiled and bratty and all of that, you know, I, I didn't have much growing up, and so did I give my kids more than I had? Absolutely. Um, did I let them get away probably being more bratty than a lot of others? Maybe I did, uh, but we tried to all be respectful and we all tried to, you know, we can have opinions, but we Made sure that we didn't overpower those opinions. So maybe if you equate that to cats, uh, uh, is the cat overbearing in doing what he's doing? Uh, or is she? Uh, then are are we talking about some of that? Or um, are we just talking, Can can kitties be spoiled and be bratty at the same time and be lovable and cute? Hell yeah.
1: Well, yeah, we got one
2: of those <laughs>
1: and we love him.
2: So, so, so I think regardless of how you feel about your cat, spoiled or bratty or not, in my opinion, if they're lovable and cute and you've got a way to communicate with them, then that's all that you can ask for. Absolutely. Good point. So I'd like to invite all of our listeners to send your questions and podcast and ideas. Anything that you want to talk about, you wanna you wanna conversate about, you have an idea, send it to Molly. Molly at cattalkradio dot com. Also go out there and find us on Cat Behavior Solutions, Cat Talk Radio on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, follow us everywhere. Well, follow my beautiful wife, Molly DeVos. <laughs>
1: Thank you. She's too. got all the
2: answers. <laughs> you too. And look and, and around- Look around the corner. I'll be hiding with the bags I'm carrying.
1: (laughs) There's other ways you can help support us, too. You can go to our website, catbehaviorsolutions.org or cattalkradio.com and find the Behavior Boutique. It's a little online store that's full of really cool stuff that will help you spoil your cat and make him more of an adorable brat. <laughs> so go there everything we have in the store is designed to spoil your cat to help facilitate him in doing his natural behavior so find that and all those treats we've been talking about the vitacraft treats that you can treat toss and do training with and all that all that's there too so so go find that that helps to support us this is an all volunteer based business we're a nonprofit, and this podcast. Believe it or not, I don't have to pay Dewey to do this. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh! You know, I've been. are still that.
1: on. Oh man! The whole time. Oh my God! <laughs> we're doing this to help you take better care of your cat and increase that bond between the two of you. And believe it or not, we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia
2: is the number, is the
1: number one of cause of death in cats. Thanks for tuning in today, everyone, and I hope you have a spoiled brat at home. And until next time,
2: keep calm and purr on. Just keep them close and keep loving them. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone.
0: You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now... Go make a connection with your feline friend.